Hello, this is Maurice Harker. For almost 20 years, we've been building a team of hundreds of clinicians, coaches, mentors, and people just like you who have discovered and love to teach life-changing principles. Our coaches have made a special investment to make sure you can hear these messages. You will hear stories of triumph and healing from specialists and people having a real life just like you. We hope to increase your awareness that you are not alone and there are so many others who are enlisted in this work to train and heal the whole family. You will find these principles are an amazing synergy of the most accurate cutting-edge science with familiar gospel principles. We are passionate eternal warriors and we hope you will join us. Oh, good morning. We're here early. It's the Like Dragons Did They Fight podcast. I'm here with some of our amazing Eternal Warriors coaches. I hope you've had an opportunity to go to our coaches page under the training tab at lifechangingservices.org to just even meet us by reading our bios, just understanding that we're just like you and that we love you. We want you to come and have a greater understanding of these things that have been so incredibly life-changing for us. And that's what our episode is about today with Rosalyn and Markel and Kelly. Our episode is about enlisting. And so, you know, you and I, if you're listening to this podcast, then you are an, an enlister because we talk about enlisting type things here. We talk about battles and that the war is real and that our champion, Jesus Christ, has claimed our victory. But the thing that we appreciate so much about these eternal warrior principles is that it's increased our understanding of the reality that even though we're covenant people who have hearts that want to consecrate our will and live lives of obedience and sacrifice to to the lord and make promises that we want to do that even though because we're going through this mortal experience it can look lots different than what we want can we can look different than what we want and so can people that we care about deeply because this human experience that we have in mortality is big and so if you're here listening to this podcast you you love the savior you like heavenly father's plan and you also believe in the holy ghost but there's something we feel so important to share with people and that's why we are having this episode about enlisting and what stops us from enlisting why we enlist um and what happens to us when we do enlist and so i'm guessing that most people who listen to this podcast have enlisted as friends and disciples of jesus christ by being baptized and becoming members of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints that is such a beautiful enlistment so hurrah for Israel. We're all there. We did it. But the reason eternal warrior principles have been so meaningful to us is because it applies so much to what we labor diligently to do. And it is overcome that natural man, that natural girl, that human experience, the messes and making sense of those underneath Heavenly Father's plan. And when we say we're going to 
do good and be good. I know I'm talking too much up front, but I'm feeling like I need to share this. Well, there's this scripture, and then I want to share one little thing about my daughter. So there's in Morona chapter 9, verse 6, it says, For we have a labor to perform whilst in this tabernacle of clay, that we may conquer the enemy of all righteousness and rest our souls in the kingdom of God. So we've all already enlisted in the kingdom of God. We've all said, yes, we want that. And we all understand that in this tabernacle of clay, this mortal experience, we, it is laborious. There's a labor to perform here. And it can get a little stretchy. And life can get very lively. Like it just can be difficult to put it all into the proper perspective under Heavenly Father's plan. And part of doing that well, part of doing that peacefully, part of doing that powerfully is to conquer the enemy and identify that he's real, that he's there, and that he's going to be in great opposition to what we want when we enlist. And so my daughter, when she was eight years old, we were driving, well, she was baptized. And, oh, I don't know, several months later, we were driving in our car uh together i remember we were in Leighton over by the target if you're familiar with that we were just right there in that area and she just burst into tears and she just said i am so bad and i was like where is that coming from right she's just a sweet wonderful beautiful child and and i'm just so bad and I said, what? And so, you know, we got over and parked. And I said, what are you saying? And she said, I just wish I could get baptized again. I wish I could just get baptized again. Because then I wouldn't, you know, I could be clean again. Because I'm just so bad. I do bad things. And I thought that when I got the Holy Ghost. So she couldn't explain it all. But I her, after we talked about it, it was her thinking of, you know, we have this huge message when you get baptized and enlist and say, yes, and you make covenants on your covenant path towards exaltation. You are, you know, washed clean and you receive this incredible gift of the Holy Ghost. It's going to help you make great decisions and be nice and to do what's right. Right. And so you get this heightened level of awareness that that's what I want to do. And she said, I'm just so bad. And it was her understanding that I want you to listen to the sacrament prayer. This is what I wish I would have been wise enough to say, say to her. But it was so many years ago because she's now 30. Four-ish, no, 33-ish. But so I was just like, I don't know what to say about that, you know, when she said it, other than, no, that's not what that means. And let me try to talk to you about that. But now, I totally wish I would have said, I want you to listen closely to the sacrament prayers. And I want you to notice that, yes, we promise that we're going to take Christ's name upon us when we're baptized. And that we're going to always try to remember him to keep his commandments, but that we are, that's an enduring process 
right? It's something that is laborious, a labor to perform in this life. And that what we promise is that we're willing to try, that we're willing to keep being enlisted again and again and again. And understand that when we get baptized, it's not that we're washed clean. It's that now we have said, I follow Jesus. He makes things clean. I follow Jesus. And so I can, through the sacrament, that beautiful ordinance say, hey, that was kind of a rough week, a little bit stretchy. And it was hard for me to conquer the enemy this week. Even though I knew, I, I, I just had a hard time doing that. But through repentance and through the renewal of our promises, that's why we need the sacrament like so much. And so I said, are you willing to try? Yes. I said, it, you know, I wish I would have been able to say, are you willing to try? And she would have obviously said, yes. Right. It's of her. I'm so bad. I wish I wasn't so bad. I want to get baptized again. And so, anyway, enlistment and understanding that it's okay to be a mess and that life gets messy and that it is a war. It's a battle to conquer the enemy of all righteousness. And so that's what we're here to talk about. And I've asked everybody to come with just a recognition of not just where they were when they found these eternal warrior principles and maybe where they were, even when they said yes to making promises and enlisting like we all have in at baptism, but also be thinking as you've worked with people, where are they coming from when they enlist? What does that look like for them? So if you, I've asked them to think of a couple examples of the people that they've worked with to share, because it is, it is something when we do enlist, we have to be able to see ourselves and our why we do that. So I just wanted to share with you some of those things. So yeah, so grateful that these ladies are here. And so yeah, Kelly, who comes to your mind when you consider working with people and the enlistment process and where they're at when they first come? Oh, I'm going to start with a quote because most of the people that have come to me, this is where they're at. But this is a quote from um, Robert D. Hales, and he taught, unless you are fully engaged in living the gospel, living it with all your heart, mind, and strength, you cannot generate enough spiritual light to push back the darkness. And the people who have come to me and I've been able to share these principles with have all been in that situation. They all feel like they can't seem to be able to push back that darkness that's enveloped them because of the messes in their lives. And as we talk and as we go through some of the principles, it becomes very apparent that they haven't engaged in the things that our prophets and apostles have been teaching us, you know, their whole lives. They, they aren't all in, um, and they haven't really enlisted. And some of them 
have embraced that challenge to let's let's do our power calendars you know let's let's make sure that we get these um, things done but others have struggled to even get out of bed in the morning and so we just talk about start with connecting let's just start with our prayers let's make sure that gets done and then as they see more and more light coming from that exercise then we've been able to get them more engaged and more engaged and and I've been able to see so much difference in each one of them as they've become more and more committed to the things that they already knew but didn't quite enlist that's such a good word that we used just didn't yeah. quite push through and make it a priority yeah and sometimes I just think it's because we don't understand what enlistment really looks like we want, we're good, our hearts are in the right place, but maybe we didn't quite connect some dots. That was my situation. But Kelly, when like, you know, this scripture I referred to in Moroni, what were they laboring with? What was it that they arrived with? What's some of the wounds that they had? What? Just tell me a couple of those. Oh, yeah. One of the ladies that I've worked with has six children. She's married to a man who has major priesthood callings, and her two sons are engaged in pornography, have no desire to leave it alone. And, you know, her, it was overwhelming because she felt like she'd been a hit with a hammer. I mean, we all, you know, you wrote a book about it, Mama Trauma, you know, super, super dark place. She was in a dark place because here she was supposed to be a light, you know, an example of, of what um, people are supposed to look to. It's just a real hard situation for her. And one of the other people that I know that has really turned things around in her life came because her anxiety shut her down to the point where she couldn't even accept callings because she was just so overwhelmed by the anxiety that engulfed her. And uh, as we went through and identified the things that she wasn't quite grasping hold of, the need for those things, she especially benefited from her letters to God. That being able to do that has just released all of that, not all of it. I mean, she still suffers with it, but it's much, much more contained and manageable because of the things that she's decided to engage in every morning she doesn't she doesn't leave her room until those things are done so that she can go out and face the day that looks so good all right yeah we're gonna go with Rosalind then Markel and then Kim just each of you if you'll share that okay when you asked us to come sharing about somebody that we'd worked with who, and the principle of enlisting immediately. One of the women that I've worked with came to mind because she came to me later in life. Throughout her whole life, she had experienced neglect as a child and a lot of difficult relationships throughout her life and a lot of demeaning things said and done. And so she 
when I first spoke with her, she said she felt that she couldn't live any longer feeling the way that she felt. She questioned her worth at all. She questioned her ability to do anything right. And give us a picture of what her family looked like. Like, did, was she a mom? Was she a grandma? She's a mom. She's a grandma. Yeah. Had been through one difficult marriage and was in a second difficult marriage. And did find some connection with her children, which was a blessing. But, but things were difficult even in some of those relationships. Which it is if you don't have self-worth, if you don't feel that you have any worth. And so... She was so ready. She was so ready. It's like, I cannot go on any longer like this. So whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and so when we walked through the enlistment process, it was hard for her to choose the three target behaviors because she felt she couldn't succeed in anything. But the program is so wonderful because it just teaches small things the small things and, and the power actions, just three basic things a day. And she was already trying to connect. She's so wise. She was already trying to connect with Heavenly Father. That's how she had survived. But like Kelly's client did when she started writing her letters to God and realizing that he really cared and he really would answer, he started answering her and she would come to our meetings with amazing answers that Heavenly Father was truly communicating with her. I saw him care so deeply for her and want to lift her out of that darkness and bring her to light. And it was a beautiful, beautiful year working with her, seeing that change of her coming to realize her worth and to feel that that enlistment was worth it, that the making it the first thing in her life, it was so that important that she made sure that happened every day. So I guess my invitation to people is give it a hundred percent and the blessings flow. Thank you, Rosalyn. Well, you know what? It means so much to hear more detail about well, what kind of people would sign up for this eternal warrior class or mentoring or coaching. Why, why would I even need that? What would that even look like? What would that do for me? So. I really appreciate you gals sharing what, you know, people that you've worked with and where they were at. Because, you know, some people, you don't have to be in your lowest of places, but it's just so fun to hear. And I think for you listeners out there, it just, I think we all know and can relate to. So personally, just the stretchiness of mortality and that there's lots of hard things in it and we can get to a place so low and can, we can be so confused even though we have so much truth. So Markel, what comes to your mind when you consider the clients that you've worked with? Many of my clients have come with the challenges of following through with what they want to get accomplished. So like they start a project and then they just don't finish it or they start, you know, reading the scriptures and praying and then they get distracted and, you know, they let that shame hit them and flood over them. And then they really start to 
doubt their worth and who they are, and then they feel hopeless and it just becomes a spiral. And so, you know, it's led to depression for some and anxiety for others and where they just feel like, you know, they're just kind of not living up to what they should be. And you know, that the amazing thing when I work with these people is they are like incredible people. They are, they're doing their church calling and they're serving and they are, you know, going to school and working and they're doing all of these things, but they just feel horrible because they just think, well, I'm not doing all of these other things that I keep saying I'm going to. And really that is where we circle back to enlistment, remembering why do we want to do these, what we value and learning these tools that we have to help bridge that gap to establish routines and habits and learning that, well, we already know this and most of these people already know this, but remembering we have an enemy who is trying to just distract us, disconnect us, you know, make us feel disappointed. And when we learn how to identify, you know, those attacks, we're able to bridge that gap and and keep fighting to stay committed on what we value, to connect with God every day. And as these people establish these routines and they have the encouragement and the accountability, they are able to step into this power and this truth and really hang on to how this is helping them in their life. And that helps them to gain more confidence and motivation to keep working on these and remembering, I like how you just say the stretchiness and learn that we are here to learn and grow. And if we make a mistake that we learn to get it back up and keep going and we learn from those mistakes, you know, I don't know, somewhere along the path, you know, in my life and I kind of fell into that, like your daughter, I'm just so bad because I can't get this every day. I don't know why I, I've, I've really had to fight that as well and reprogram that, that wait, I am learning, I'm growing, I've made a mistake and there was something that distracted me and got in my way. And so what, what do I need to do to like review that and create another plan so that I can get that goal in and um, follow through with what I want. And the exciting thing is, is that one client said, you know, I've never actually finished something. I've never actually, you know, followed through. And that was really a huge breakthrough for this person. And they were really excited. And so again, remembering we have to keep doing what is helping us to follow through and accomplish and keep learning and growing and adjusting along the way. And I think, you know, Karen, you've mentioned a few times, you know, Life is stretchy and we have these challenges and, and remembering that we are going to face challenges and we have to learn how to navigate through those for the rest of our life. And that is what's so beautiful about continually enlisting in God's army. That's so good. You know, I, I have to say, I think this is one of the reasons we misinterpret the truthfulness that we've been given, right? And we're like... <laughs> so bad. I know all these good things, but I'm bad because I can't follow through. I can't be consistent, right? Here's a scripture that I just think it's just so 
I don't even have the reference right. It almost makes me wonder if it's part of Moroni 9, because right below it, I have this Moroni 9.6. But listen to this scripture. It says, let us labor diligently. Sounds a lot like the one I just read in Moroni 9. Let us labor diligently, for if we should cease to labor, we should be brought under condemnation. So I would hear that as a covenant-keeping person and think, oh, geez, condemnation. That means I'm not going to make it. But So I would like to suggest, let us labor diligently, or if we should cease to labor, we should be brought under the condemnation of a brain bully. Right? That's really what's going on here. Because you listeners, you are good. You do try till you're sweaty and have bloody knuckles. Like you try and you work so hard, you care so deeply. So to just understand that what you're enlisting in when you work with us, it is this realization of reframing what it means to live the gospel and who the Savior is for us in our weakness. And that there's a reason why he gave us weakness. So amazing. But isn't that neat to consider that, yes, that other scripture says, you know, while we're in this tabernacle of clay, we have this labor to perform, and it is to conquer the enemy of all righteousness and to rest our souls in the kingdom of God. Hoorah! Right? Then you read that the other one is like, let us labor diligently, for if we should cease to labor, we should be brought under condemnation. Right? And if I'm talking like a church lady, that's important. So if my children start really veering off in the weeds, I'm like, oh, I need to make you feel guilty and bad because you're not supposed to do that. Right? Because we have that same belief about ourselves. We're feeling guilty and bad. But what if we just understood the condemnation that we come under is this extreme attack? From the adversary, right? Kim, who, what would you say as far as, oh, work hell? I missed your hand. Go for it. And I can't remember who said this, I think in the last general conference, but he talked about asking, what am I learning? What am I learning here? And that is so empowering when we reflect and think, okay, what am I learning? And that helps to avoid us getting in that shame cycle or feeling condemnation. We are learning, we are growing. Okay, I made a mistake and I'm going to move forward and learn from that. That's so much, it feels so much better too. It feels lighter just saying that. Yeah, amen. Okay, Kim, who comes to your mind when you consider people you've worked with and where they're at when they enlist? Like, what, what do you know, Kim? Well, I, I have seen so often mothers will show up that are in so much pain because of their children's behavior, just as you've all seen. And they are in a place of shame and they're trying to own it, that they feel like this is their responsibility and they just feel stuck. And so they come like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever I can to help my child. And, and then several weeks into it, they have this awakening. They either hit a crisis of my child is failing and I'm in a state of desperation, so I can't fight for them anymore. I have to fight for myself. Or they come to the awakening in another way where they go, oh, wow, 
I'm fighting my own battles. But that's kind of a cool experience for them to realize we are all in battle, all of us. And, and when someone we love is battling something so ugly and destructive as pornography, like that just is all consuming. But to step back and go, hey, this, this, is, all, this is all the same battle. We are all struggling to have the spirit. We're all struggling to connect with Christ. So that's always an exciting moment when each of us individually kind of wake up and go, oh, I've got my own battlefront. I have to be fighting here. I can't fight for them. I can fight, well, I can't, I can't fight their battles. I can fight with them, but I've got my own. And so that's a really cool place to see when, when someone in pain because of someone that they love is fighting, when they realize, oh, wait, I've got to fight too. That's exciting. So I, I see people that show up that are in a place of a lot of pain because of someone that they know is caught in addiction. Let me, I want to add one thought to that too. Satan puts us into this terrible place of shame and, and we are happy to go there because of the evidence. And so often I think as mothers, we kind of get into this outcome mentality. My children didn't turn out, therefore I'm the problem. And to step back and say, no, you're not going to be judged on outcome. The Lord is not looking on outcome. The Lord is asking, have you done the work? Mm-hmm. Have you done the work? Did you teach them about Jesus? Did you teach them to pray? Did you teach them to love me? And that might condemn us too, because then the enemy will bring up all the times that we didn't do that very well, that we're not very skilled. And then we have to really just focus our eyes on the Savior and say, okay, I'm going to do the work right now. I'm going to pray right now. I'm going to move forward in the path. So beautiful, Karen. I love that you brought up the sacrament and that it's a willingness to do the work. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to do the work? The Lord is not going to judge us on an outcome-based situation, especially with our children, but just individually. Are you you wanting to do the work? Can you practice doing doing the work? So that just takes away the shame and the fear. And God's not done. He is not done with his work. How beautiful is that? Okay, so mothers show up where they are experiencing a lot of pain with a loved one or a wife. And they feel impotent. They feel helpless. So it's like, well, I can't do anything. So for them, I'm going to try something on this front. And again, that just puts them into a place of empowerment place of hope. Super cool. I also, some of my clients just show up because they just want to move forward. That's, that's an exciting place to be, to just be like, okay, I, I'm not aware of anything egregious in my family. It doesn't mean it's not there. I'm just not aware of it, but I just want to move forward. And, and then another set of people that I typically find that show up are really proactive mothers, grandmothers, fathers, it doesn't matter what the role in the family, I've received calls that said, hey, I think what you have could help my family. And then it brings us into a family situation, super fun. And it might look like a nuclear family. It might look like a grandmother and her grandchildren. It might look like 
an empty nester couple and their married children. Or it could look like brothers and sisters, married siblings that say, hey, we need to strengthen each other. So I, as far as family situations, all sorts of configurations show up. That, that, that's been my experience and it's just been really exciting. And other family situations where there is a member of the family that's in Sons of Helaman or even that doesn't want to talk about the addiction. So as a family, the mom or father says, as a family, we're going to take this class so they can still get the information. We're still fighting together, but we don't have to talk about the elephant in the room. Ah, so good. Oh, I also sent all of these ladies a note about our episode today that we're recording. And I asked them, oh, will you just extend an invitation to enlist and include in there why, why and what, and maybe what might be stopping them and what to consider instead. And so I just would love us to just go there. Like if you were to extend an invitation to enlist, what would that, what, what would you say? And so we're going to go in this order, Kelly, Rosalind, Mark Hill and Kim. Oh, I love Karen. I love the name of this company, Life Changing Services, because life changing is what happens when you learn these principles. Your life will change. And we've talked a lot about, you know, the fact that people come from all different circumstances and it's hard to enlist and I don't want to sugarcoat anything. It's hard to enlist. It's hard to, especially when you're in a dark place, it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel and see that, that you can have that joy and rejoicing that is promised us over and over again um, by the brethren and in the scriptures. But I were sitting next to someone who was thinking about enlisting, I would definitely bear a fervent testimony that my life and the lives of people who I love and people who I've grown to love in my experience as a mentor in life-changing services, our lives have changed and they've changed for the better. And we've learned through this process how to connect with the one that can bring us peace in the middle of our storm. And I just can't bear the thought of anyone going through life without being able to have these tools. I feel like Alma, I feel like, I feel like Ammon and, and and all of Sons of Messiah who had to go out and share because they couldn't bear the thought of anyone not knowing how to battle the adversary. It, it is such an important thing and a passion for us. All of us in life-changing services, I think, feel like that. But the invitation is real. We really just love you and want you to be 
strengthened and armed with the things that you're going to need to battle your, your daily battle because it is a daily battle. Anyway, I, I love this work and I appreciate so much all these amazing women who help strengthen my armor every time we get together. So please know that you're worth the time, you're worth the effort, you're worth the investment in this battle to enlist. Well, Kelly, amen. I think one of the reasons that I would encourage people to enlist is because number one, it helps us see the real enemy. So many times in my life, I have seen other people and myself as the enemy, but when we identify that really we have one enemy who's trying to turn us against everyone else and that there are ways to overcome him and that this, in, this program gives you the tools and the knowledge to know how to do that to gain strength so that you can recognize him and cast him out and then call upon the empowering power of the atonement of Jesus Christ. That's one thing that I learned through this program. I've always heard about the atonement and wondered, how do I actually use it? And I feel like this program gives me the steps that teach me how to draw near to him and how to pull that power down into my life. So it truly is, as Kelly says, a life-changing program. and. I highly recommend you check into it and list with all your heart. Thank you, Rosalind. That's so beautiful. And that leads right into a story that I've really been thinking about and pondering about. It's one we use in Daughters of Light. And it's where Heavenly Father is pleading with us to put on our armor and take up our weapons. And he says, I will not force you. And he offers that invitation and he is constantly offering that invitation and pleading with us to put on our armor, pick up our weapons and, you know, fight this battle. And it is a fight right now. And with that, with one of the weapons that we have is our scriptures. And President Nelson says that the Book of Mormon is our spiritual safety guide now. and. We need to be immersing ourselves with that as much as we can, whether that's five minutes a day or a half an hour. And why do we want to read our scriptures or why do we need to? And this is where we learn to hear the voice of God. We get to know him and his characteristics and that he loves us and that he frees us from bondage and helps us when we are in bondage to endure those times and find peace and joy within. And so my invitation is to put on that armor, turn to God, read the word of God and seek connecting with him because he is there and he wants to hear about all of our trials, all of our pains, remembering that he is there and he will always be there to help us if we will reach out to him. And when we do this, we can find that peace and joy again that may have been lost for a time. And remembering who we are, that we are children of God, we can come and return to that joy and happiness that he wants us to all partake of. 
I believe that we are children of a mighty God. He loves us more than we can comprehend. And I believe that as God's children, we too are powerful. Our power is agency, the power to choose. We are up against a very resourceful enemy who is the master deceiver, and he is seeking our total destruction by usurping our agency, our power to choose. So I invite you to enlist, to step into your truth, to stand fast in that truth, to claim your power by learning how to fight. And just however you can find it, without free resources, there's so many free resources. Or if you're ready to work with a, a life coach, to, to join a, a team in the class, but step into your power. It's yours. It's your right. Thank you so much. Oh, so good. Karen? Yeah. After you say your words, yes. I, have a, I have a quote. I don't know if you want me yeah. to give it now. I'll go for your... Okay. Yeah, go for it. I'm going to turn my screen off. But it goes right along with our willingness. And this is from the talk by Elder Johnson, Overcoming Adversity. <laughs> and he reminds us of the power of partaking of the sacrament. And he says, it is through covenants and priesthood ordinances, including the sacrament, that the power of godliness is manifest in our lives. And then he quotes Elder Bednar, where he teaches, the ordinance of the sacrament is a holy and repeated invitation to repent sincerely and to be renewed spiritually. The act of partaking of the sacrament in and of itself does not remit sins, but as we prepare conscientiously and participate in this holy ordinance with a broken heart and a contrite spirit, then the promise is that we may always have the spirit of the Lord to be with us. As we humbly partake of the sacrament, we remember Jesus's suffering in that sacred garden called Gethsemane and his sacrifice on the cross. We express gratitude to the Father for sending his only begotten Son, our Redeemer, and show our willingness to keep his commandments and to always remember him. There is a spiritual enlightenment associated with the sacrament. It is personal, it is powerful, and it is needed. And that's the end of the quote. Thank you so much. I just think it is so real. And I have gained such a testimony that God did not give us a spirit of fear. And when he asked us to follow him, he didn't mean for it to be scary. He didn't mean for it to be so miserable. He wants it to be abundant and for us to look to him and know he gave me a spirit of power and of love, and of a sound mind, not fear. And yes, I'm going to have feelings of fear, and there are scary things that happen in a stretchy life, even in a covenant-keeping person's life who checks all those, this is my gospel in action boxes. It really is real. So you who are listening, I love that Kim said, it's your right. And I would also add, it's our identity to enlist. It's who we are. And if you're finding yourself in a miserable place or want to understand how to feel more empowered in your life, I would invite you. 
with excitement and some pleading in my voice, as well as just an expression of love for you and what you already do so well to fight and fight hard because the battle is real. But yeah, thank you for what you do. But there's so much more understanding, peace, and joy to be had. And a way that when we feel that fear, and we are noticing that, yeah, this is a labor that we're performing here in this tabernacle of clay. And the enemy is trying to conquer, but we have a labor to perform and it is to conquer. And it's so that we get that reward of, we tried, we were willing to be righteous. It wasn't easy. We were all wounded. Not one was not wounded, but through our savior and champion Jesus Christ and his ability to save us and our remembrance that we are his, that our identity says that we fight and we follow the champion who claimed our freedom and fought for us. So I would just say enlisting is vital and doing that in a purposeful, intentional way where we understand what the mess means and that we're not our mess but there's going to be one and so that's what i would say come get more increased understanding and feel so much more love for yourself for god and for the people that we can often be tricked that that person's my enemy i'm not going to be able to change till they change i'm not going to be able to get better till they get better if that doesn't stop, then I don't know how this is going to get better, no matter what I do. And I would also highlight and just shine some light on the, the fact that one of the things that stops us from enlisting is the adversary knows that our brain loves the easiest path to results. He loves, he knows that our brain loves to just be safe and comfortable. And it encourages us to just be safe and let's do things in an efficient way. And so when we think I got to sign up for something that might cost me a little bit of money, I have to do some work. I might have to change. I might have to do things different. He knows to just lean into that tabernacle of clay, mortal experience. He knows our brains are like, yeah, that's going to be hard. I don't think I have time for that. I don't think I have the energy for that. I've tried stuff before and they just didn't work. This is different. This is different. I invite you to try this and I hope you can hear just that we're, we're you. We are you. We get it. So thanks for being here today. Thank you, Rosalind. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Markel. And thank you, Kim, for the spirit that you bring to these episodes. Yeah, we love you and we invite you to go to lifechangingservices.org and click on the training tab there and you'll see a drop-down menu and you'll find coaches. That's where you'll be able to sign up for something with us. And there's also, you could, there's also underneath that tab, it says Eternal Warriors. You can also go there and, and read more about Eternal Warriors and taking a class or working with the mentors that also love to teach those classes. So 
thanks for being here today. And thanks for being enlisted and for all that you do. We just, they're inviting you to understand a little better what enlistment means for you and how much joy that can bring into your life. Thank you for listening. As you can see, we are very enlisted in what we have learned and hope to teach. If you have found today's message inspiring, please share this podcast with family and friends so others can enjoy and be edified along with us. Be sure to download the free book that holds all the core principles behind what we teach. This book is called Like Dragons Did They Fight. You will find a link for that free download at Like Dragons Free. And remember, you can find all the life-changing resources, programs, and trainings needed for you and your family at lifechangingservices.org.